You are listening to Jai Long, and this is Make Your Break, episode 136. Marketing. So many people always ask me about marketing, and marketing can be such a mystery to many of us. I guess because, you know, if we go out there and we do some work and then we don't get results, we think like, oh man, my marketing's not working. Like, what's happening here? No one's taking notice. But a lot of us, we don't really do marketing effectively. And so today, I want to talk about marketing and where we could stand out and what we're not utilizing the most. I'm really excited about today's episode. It's actually a repurposed episode from Carolina Guzik from the Tog Republic podcast. So she interviewed me a little while ago. I love this episode. So I wanted to bring it to you so you can dive in and uh, learn some marketing tips as well. Now, if you don't know Carolina, she has been running a podcast predominantly about marketing for a long time now, I think two, three years. And she shows up all the time, brings so much value. And it's a great podcast. She spells things out so easy so we can all understand, which I do really appreciate. And I love having conversations with her because the conversations always flow really well and we both can come up with really good ideas, which I love. Now, marketing, I've got to say before we get into this episode, like marketing isn't as hard as as you may think. It can seem like a mystery, but there is a formula to it. It can be really easy, but you need to associate yourself with marketing being fun, being creative, right? Because right now, if you have the association of like, oh, the word marketing, like the actual word itself gives you some sort of anxiety or you feel pressure or it feels boring or it feels unattractive, it feels like you don't need to do it, you know, all those things, then you've got the wrong association with it. It's kind of like exercise, right? Like if you have the wrong association with the word exercise and so it makes you feel like, oh, it's pain, it's extra work, it's, it's not worth it, I don't really want to do it, it's hard, it's going to be really hard. Like all those things come true. But if you go like exercising, I love it. I'm going to bounce out of bed. I'm going to go down there. I'm going to exercise, you know, every single morning. I'm going to feel good about it. I'm going to get my endorphins, you know, things. I'm going to get results. Then you're going to have a different attitude towards exercising and most probably going to show up more and more and more and do it. It's exactly the same with marketing. So if you actually love it and you're trying different things and you see it as a big adventure, just getting yourself you know, getting your stuff out there, standing out, getting new clients, getting your services to the people that love what you do. Because if you don't do marketing well, your perfect clients out there looking for you, but you haven't best served them to connect the dots, to show your services, show what you offer and actually find them, right? And allow them to find you. So marketing really is that link. Now, before we get into today's episode, I want to remind you two things. Wedding Photography Summit is coming up and seriously, next level. I am so, so excited about this. You got to get your ticket. We got 24-hour replay. You can get a VIP ticket, which gives you 12-hour replay. You're going to learn so many things. You're going to be in a room of people that are inspiring. They're just, you just got to be into that room, right? So that's number one. Number two is the six-figure business map is actually opening up next week for enrollment only for a week. And this is a big deal because in 2022, we are actually not going to open up the six-figure business map as often. And we are actually limiting the amount of people that can come in even this time. So we want to sort of put the brakes on a little bit and so I can better show up and serve. 
And uh, we've got some big plans to get you some results. Like I'm really excited. So 2022 is going to be a big year. And if you're not in the right position, like with your mindset, with your money, with your marketing, with everything, you're going to be falling behind. So I want to make sure that you are in the right position. And uh, you know me, man, I give a, a massive guarantee. If you get into the six-figure business about me, you're not getting results, I'm going to give you a refund. Honestly, I have never not given someone a refund. And you know, if you're not getting results, I'll jump on a call and I'll make sure you're getting results. I'll see what you're doing. And, and if you've done the work, if you've done the work, then you're going to get results. And that's just simply how it is. We know that. We know that's what life's about. But getting into the business map, doing the coaching calls and stuff, you've got to have some accountability. And you're going to have a community to ask questions with. We have Discord now and we have the Facebook group so we can get on and chat to people all around the world all the time and we can share, you know, our knowledge. We can share referrals. We can connect, you know, we're meeting up, doing all that kind of stuff. So this course or this program is literally invaluable. So if you do want to, Check out the summit or the business map and join that wait list so you don't miss out before the doors close. Just go over to jialong.co. You're going to see both of those courses right there. Really, really excited about it. Without further ado, let's get into today's podcast episode. Welcome to another episode of The Talk Republic. I am Carolina Gusek, your host. And today we have a guest that we have had on the podcast before. And I am super excited to have him back because, I mean, he knows so many stuff and it's also good to chat with him. So, Jai, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing today? I'm so good. I'm so excited to be here again. Um, I just can't wait to, um, to get those hard questions answer something hopefully that brings some value (laughs) i hope so you have plenty of value to share but what i like about having people for the second or third time as guests on the podcast is because you know there's like a report already so it's like more comfortable and i feel like i could you know dive deeper so i'm excited it's like catching up with an old friend you know exactly so jay for people that perhaps don't know you what about you introduce yourself Okay, cool. My name is Jai Long. I'm a, I'm a wedding photographer. I'm a business coach. I am an entrepreneur in uh, many senses of the word. I've got lots of different businesses. I have a vegan fashion line. I've got a property development company. I have my educational company. I, I have the biggest online course for wedding photographers in the world. I've run the biggest workshop for wedding photographers in the world. <laughs> I've done a lot of things and I continue to do a lot of things. And I think for me, I guess, being able to serve so many people brings me so much happiness and that's why I'm here. And that's why I'm here with you today because you do the same. I am always honored to, you know, chat with you and you wear so many hats and I'm always like, I admire because I like when people do a lot of things, like different things like that for me mm-hmm. is like diversity and it's also make people interesting and also gives you so many tools that you can write, apply to, you know, different businesses. I'm sure that things that you have learned in photography has helped you for like your, obviously your, your clothing company and vice versa. So always exciting to see where this goes. Well, Jay, but today we're going to talk about a massive topic. You know, this is a marketing podcast and you know, tons about marketing. So actually we're going to talk about how to identify where should we be putting our marketing efforts? And that in itself is gigantic. But let's back this up <laughs> before we start. And let's define what marketing is. So my own definition? Yes. Give me your own definition. <laughs> I, I guess like it's funny because everyone has their own definition and what they think like uh, marketing is. But m- marketing for me is the um, creative process of, of getting known. I've got a little analogy 
in my course, so the business map, I talk about a ship, right? And I talk about building a ship. And so we build a ship and we make something. So it's, it's something that we're proud of. And then we can like take it out into the ocean. And then, you know, you get a map and, and you're trying to find your success and you do all these things. But what, what I say with marketing is, it's like calling ahead and letting the doc know that you're coming and you're going to bring your spices, you're going to bring your food and you're open for trade. And so, so many of us, we don't do that, right? So we just go there and we hope something's going to happen. But if you don't call ahead and let people know that you're actually open for business and that you exist and you know what your services are and why your spices are better than everybody else's and whatever it is on this analogy, I think you risk not being known. And one of the things in business is like, I think the biggest killer in business is actually, it's not being known. Like it's obscurity. It's because if no one knows your services, it doesn't matter how good your client experience is. It doesn't matter how irresistible your offer is. It doesn't matter how amazing your photography is. If you're not known, obscurity is the biggest killer of businesses. And so for us, like, I think it's so important that like marketing is, is so important that it's worth doing right. That you have taught marketing to hundreds of photographers. Let me Thousands. ask you this. Thousands. <laughs> Why are photographers so afraid of the word marketing? Good question. I think what's interesting is most photographers are fantastic at marketing. They have all the tools. They're creative. They've, they can take great images and they're usually uh, comfortable in front of the camera. They understand social media. They understand digital marketing, digital platforms. And so they have everything at their fingertips. And I think maybe they don't like the word marketing because it's being served to them in a way that they don't understand, which a lot of business, right? I, I believe business is so easy and I believe it's so understandable and it's so fun. It's so creative, but I believe a lot of people don't share my opinion because they've been taught it in a different way where it overcomplicates it. And it feels like something that goes against what my nature is because deep down, like my nature, I'm creative. I, I am spontaneous. Like I love wild adventures. I am the person going out, you know, in my ship doing trades with my spices. <laughs> and that's how I see it. I'm, I'm a pirate, right? That's how I see myself. And so because my life's an adventure, I see marketing as an adventure and, and all these things. And I think, um, I think not enough people have actually put time into it or maybe even learned from the right people to see it as fun and fulfilling as what it can be. So pretty much what we need to do, if I'm listening to you correctly, is rebrand the word marketing. We need to change <laughs> the association of what we think marketing is and we need to step into something new. So if, if there's anything with our habits, uh, we have triggers and with with anything that brings you something negative, for instance, like for instance, in the morning, if you wake up and you go and you have your business, right? And you yeah. say, what's going to bring me some joy today? And then if there's nothing, then what you need to do is you need to generate joy. You need to generate excitement. You need to generate curiosity because all these things bring you happiness. And so if there's nothing, then maybe you need to change the way you think about a certain something. So for myself in the morning, when I wake up and I have a shower and I'm thinking about what's bringing me joy today, I can think marketing is going to bring me joy. Not because of the word marketing, because that sounds horrible. I think about like bringing my services that people love so I can change their lives. That's going to bring me some joy. How can I work that out? And so I change the definition inside my head. So then that way it does bring me so much joy. And I love talking about it because I know for myself, I love 
my services. I love my work. I love all the work that I put into all the things that I do. And I believe I'm doing an injustice if I don't let people find my stuff. Mm, I love this. So pretty much what we need to do is to start with that reset mindset. Yeah, absolutely. I always start with the mindset, right? And then we work on from there. It's almost like um, ground zero. If, you, if you're not working on your mindset, not understanding these things, and I say this in my course, actually, if like I can teach you all the strategies or I can teach you all the exact same strategies as me. And if you look at the course, we have about 900 people in there. You could look at everyone next to you. Everyone's got the same strategies, but look how some people get different success to others. And what is the difference? And the difference always becomes down to your mindset. So someone is more willing and open and more coachable and they're willing to bring some happiness and excitement into their life. And someone else, maybe they're not open to that yet. So the first thing you need to work on is the ground zero. And for me, building a ship, that's, that's like the platform to build the ship on, you know, in the docks. So (laughs) So that's the mindset. I like this. Let me ask you kind of like a deeper question here. You think that photographers, you know, we, we kind of like assess that, you know, they're afraid of marketing. Most of them don't like the word marketing. Do you think that it goes down into like a deeper level because maybe they are afraid of doing something new and failing Mm -hmm. at it? I think, look, marketing goes against human nature because human nature, and we know this, is fitting in. We are, we pack animals, right? Mm -hmm. Like we like to be part of the herd. And so marketing by definition is standing out. And so as we don't want to stand out because when we stand out, we become vulnerable. If I, for instance, stand out so much, other people have an opinion on me. People might even write blog posts about me. People might share something negative about me. They might even personally attack me. And they also can now see my success and my failures. They can see uh, my work. They They can see everything, right? And so even the thought of that just makes me want to go back into my cave. It's like, oh man, no, please, like, let me just fit in. Like that's all I want to do. So by definition, it takes so much courage to actually do marketing right because you need to step up, go against human nature and be willing and ready to stand out. And that's hard. Mm. Been there, done that. Definitely sometimes, you know, it's, it's uncomfortable, but it is also worth it sometimes to go through the uncomfort to, you know, to, to get the results that you want or at least try it, as you said, because as we mentioned at the beginning, Part for me in particular, part of marketing is having fun and kind of like playtime. And just as when we were little, right? Sometimes you play and you have a lot of fun. Sometimes you play and you don't like it. And then, you know, but then there is the next day, right? Like when we're little, we don't get caught up into that story that, oh, yesterday was a, a rough day. I didn't like it, right? It's like, it's rough. You go to bed and then the next day it's like, okay, I'm going to try this again today. I'm going to go and see if, if I get better at soccer or whatever I was doing yesterday that I didn't succeed at. So for me, that's one of the lessons that marketing sometimes <laughs> doesn't work out, but like I, I never quit because for me it's fun. It's like it's playtime. So I try to see how I can rearrange my, my game. Well, what's interesting is, so in marketing, you have tactics and you have strategies. Mm-hmm. And so what happens is we create like, and a lot of people don't realize this. So let's unpack it a little bit. So with a strategy, a strategy is the overall umbrella of what you're trying to do. So for instance, my strategy is I want to book more weddings in the inner city of Melbourne here in Australia. So I have a strategy. Then from there, we have tactics. So a tactic could be, well, one thing I could do is I could run Facebook ads. Maybe I could get on Pinterest. Maybe I could go shake some hands and do some networking. Maybe there's so many things I can do. 
But when a tactic doesn't work, you've got to realize it's just a tactic. The strategy works. So the strategy is still there, but we need to maneuver around to a different tactic to see if we can get something to work on those tactics. So when we're playing, I think too many people put weight on like, oh, that tactic failed. And what, what a terrible thing to even say to yourself. Like I just failed on a tactic. It's like, no, man, like this, why does it even matter? If the Facebook ad didn't work, it doesn't actually matter. It's one tactic that you're using in the overall strategy. So think about this, like maybe some, like a big chain, like for instance, maybe McDonald's, they do, they sell cheap burgers to people conveniently, right? Mm -hmm. So they have an overall strategy. This is what we need to do. And we're going to make it a happy meal. We're going to have clowns. We're going to do all this kind of stuff, but they're going to use so many different tactics. And Hey, a lot of them are not going to work. Doesn't mean they're not, they're failing over the overall strategy. So I think we, we need to make sure that we create our strategy and realize that a tactic, if that fails is a short term road bump, but also it shows you some data of like that didn't work, but what did work from that experience? What other tactic could I use? What are other people using that may work for me? I like that. Another thing to add to what you're saying between tactic and strategies, one of the things that I do to make it easier for me and to actually, you know, keep me focused and on track is I don't measure my tactics with the overall strategy. So let's say we're talking about getting clients, right? That's what every photographer wants. Like I want more weddings, right? So that's kind of like the overall goal. And let's talk about, for example, Pinterest, right? So my tactic with Pinterest is pretty much create awareness about my brand and bring them to my website. If that, if Pinterest has done that for me in my book, it's a win. The same thing with, you know, let's say Instagram stories, right? I use Instagram stories to create, you know, connection about my personal life with my future clients. If I have gotten that done for me, it worked fine. So like, sometimes I feel like within business, right? A lot of photographers were just saying like, for example, I'm using Facebook to get clients and then a month or two months pass by and they don't get any clients. And then they get really frustrated when in reality, if they did the tactic right per se, there were so many other wins that they now are overlooking because they didn't get a client, but they're overlooking like brand awareness, connections, you know, things like that. Do you agree or disagree on that? I absolutely agree. Awesome. Good. Well, talking about Facebook (laughs) and the shutdown that happened yesterday, right? We didn't have Facebook or Instagram for like seven hours. People were Mm -hmm. going crazy. Uh, As photographers, those are two platforms that we really, really put a lot of our effort into that. Let's dive a little bit into this. We're talking today about how to, you know, or where where should we put our marketing efforts? If those two things are like major components for like the majority of photographer businesses go out of style today, what are we going to do? It's such a good question. And it's interesting because it, it didn't really affect me at all yesterday because I've got, I've got so many things in place. Mm-hmm. That I, but, but I did talk with my team with this and I was like, it's funny that um, this can... Uh, Facebook and Instagram, and this is bigger than you think. This is also Facebook um, advertising, Instagram advertising. So it's another big platform there. And and I consider it separate compared to organic posts. Yeah. If if that toppled over, you've got to ask yourself the question is like, are you going to, is your business vulnerable now? Because your business is actually built on a house of cards on another platform. And so if that's the case, yeah, you need to have, you need to have a different strategy going on. So we need a backup planning here. Yeah. And and I think one thing is, and this is what we're going to be really diving into. You said out of your own words, most photographers rely on Instagram and Facebook for marketing, right? Mm-hmm. And so what we're going to talk about today 
is where to put your efforts for marketing. And so what I believe, and after, after I just say this, I can probably leave because th- this is all the value that everyone's <laughs> going to get, but, but I, I, I believe. No, we're going to dive deeper. <laughs> yeah. I, I believe the best place you can put your marketing efforts always is where other people are not. So where your competition is not. So I believe never compete, just make your competition irrelevant. And that's what I'm always doing, right? Mm -hmm. So if you are just like, oh man, everyone else just posted a photo on Instagram today. So I need to post a photo on Instagram. Do you think that's going to be marketing or is it adding to the noise? Is it adding to someone, you know, someone's scrolling day? Are you better than everybody else that posts on Instagram? Do you have something that's better? Do you have a better location? Is there is there something special about you, you know? And if there's not, and for myself, hey, there isn't. I can't compete with all the photographers. There's amazing photographers out there. I can't compete with anyone for anything, right? Everyone's incredible. And so what I need to do is I need to make everyone else relevant. And so I think that is the most important thing in marketing. All right. Well, my brain needs concrete examples of this. Good. So I want to put you on spot. We're both photographers. You photograph beautiful weddings in Melbourne. I photograph beautiful weddings in Miami. I mean, technically, we're not definitely on the same market, but let's pretend that you're in Miami. Cool. How could you make other photographers irrelevant? (laughs) Other photographers that have the same, you know, the same aesthetic as you do, the same, Mm -hmm. let's say, the same quality of photography. My brain needs a concrete example. Can I give you an example with being a pet photographer, if I was going to be yes, a dog let's photographer do, in let's Miami. do a pet photography. Okay. So here's what's interesting. And this is what most people do. I just moved to Miami and I want to be a pet photographer. So what I did is I created a new Instagram account and it's called Jai Long Pet Photography. And then I started getting some followers and I'm up to about 30 followers now. And for some reason, I could just keep posting photos of dogs and no one's following me. I don't know why. So maybe... I need more reels and maybe I need more hashtags. And so I do that for about three years. And after three years, I have maybe a thousand followers now and I'm feeling pretty good. But really, a lot of those people are not my perfect audience and they've kind of dropped off and it's just really hard. And I think a lot of people can relate to that story right there because that's kind of what we do. We look around and go, man, isn't actually... The reason why I'm not successful is because the market's oversaturated. And we say this all the time. And uh, to me, I'm just like, man, the market's not saturated. The market's saturated of average. If you're averagely looking around at all the other average people, yeah, you're in the, the pool of average and that's saturated, okay? Sorry for the hard love. <laughs> but now think about this. Where are my clients? My clients are at the dog park. What do they love? They love dogs. What else do they love? They love to be loved. They love to stand out. They love attention. There's so many things that they love. So what should I do? Okay. So that other person spent three years doing that to build their business. But what I'm going to do, I'm going to say, I'm going to start a new Instagram account and it's called, it's called Dogs of Miami. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to spend every weekend walking around the dog park, introducing myself to people, taking photos of their dogs. And then I'm going to take photos of the dogs. I'm going to ask questions about the dogs. How old are they? What breed is it? What's the one favorite story you, you want to share with the dog? And I'm going to post it. And I'm going to use the geotags of all the dog parks. I'm going to use hashtags of the dog parks. And I'm going to do it every single weekend. Then after a year, and I'm not going to ask for any money. After a year's time, I have about 60,000 followers because who would have known people love dogs and people love to share their story and they love to be featured. And then I'm going to just suggest to everybody, that guys, if you want some dog portraits, next Saturday, 
I'm taking on 10 clients. I'm going to be at this park and I'm going to take dog portraits all day. I'm setting up a cool theme. There's going to be drinks there. We're going to have a marquee. We're going to do a bunch of things. I'm going to have some other friends there. You've got to come down and check this out. Now, I said I'm going to take on 10, but chances are there's going to be 30, 40, 50 people coming with their dogs. Oh my God, there's too many people. There's a lineup now. And so now I've created so much demand. There's not that much supply. And so I can book them in for the weekend after and the weekend after and the weekend after. And now I can create a thriving business where they don't know any other dog photographer because chances are there isn't anyone on the planet Googling or looking for a dog photographer. We just didn't know we needed that until we seen it. And then we realized oh, actually, I would love to have a, a portrait of my dog, to be honest. Does that make sense? It makes sense. I feel like you can grow such a big account in a short amount of time because you are telling stories. I don't need to even be a dog owner to want to follow that to love those stories. and to mm-hmm. love that story. And obviously now let's say my friend has a dog, then I would be like, hey, you have to check out this account because it is amazing. Mm-hmm. So really what is leading here is the story of what's happening behind us. Now, if we take this to wedding photography, I would say that obviously it's nicer to take a look at pictures of beautiful doggies, right? That's more entertaining, but we can take the same concept or similar concept and apply it to weddings. And what I feel sometimes that, as you mentioned, you know, adding to the noise is taking a beautiful photo, right? At this point is 2021. We're not competing in who takes the most beautiful photo because everybody's taking beautiful photos, or let's say 95% of the photographers are there are taking beautiful photos. But what I like to see, or what I think will be a better idea is taking these images and telling a story with the image, right? Not only like, hey, here is the wedding of Lucy and Mark. It was fantastic. It was really beautiful. If you tell me a story where I can be emotionally involved to that story, even though let's say I'm not married or I'm not planning to get married, but now it's something that I am emotionally attached could easily become something that in the future when they become engaged, now it's like an easy thing. Like I've been watching this photographer, following this photographer, and I love the storytelling. And now definitely this is the person that I want at my wedding. Am I understanding this correctly? Storytelling is um, a great tool to use for marketing. Absolutely. Awesome. All righty. So now I want that Miami dog. Well, uh, <laughs> absolutely. And, and can I just sort of show you the difference? We're going into that last sure. um, analogy that we just used. So one thing that I say is like, um, if so the two differences between the two accounts, right? One account mm-hmm. is like, it's my services and I'm trying to get people to follow my product. It's pretty uneventful. And it's pretty, it's not, it's not inspiring to follow someone's products. Oh yeah, there's dog photographer. That's great. But the other one, I want to follow those stories of those dogs, but have a look what happens. One is, so if I, if I am dogs of Miami, I am the media. People come to me to read those stories, to see those things. You would share it with your friend that has a dog because it's like, check this out. I become the media, right? So I think too many people, they want to be on the media and they pay for let's just say um, directory listings or, or they pay for an editorial or something. But if you become the media, everyone comes to you. And then I do this with everything, right? Hey, I'm a business coach. I have my own podcast. I am the media. I get people to come to me just like you are. Hey, I have a summit, wedding photography summit. Guess what? I'm a business coach. Do I go and talk to other people's workshops? Mm, yeah, sure. Sometimes. Do I run my own one? That's the biggest one in the world. Yeah. Cause I'm the media, right? So people are going to share it and they're going to come to me. So 
most people, so most people, they do push marketing where I do pull marketing. So push marketing is like, hey, look, I've got a sale, 20% off. Hey, look, here's my services. I'm a dog photographer. Hey, I'm a wedding photographer. Here's a story. I'm trying to share it with you. But when you become, when you do pull media, it's like, hey, I'm over here sharing something that's given you some value or I am um, creating an event or I am, I'm doing something where it's the media. And then so people are attracted to it like a magnet, right? Because we all love the media, even though we love to hate the media. We want the uh, juicy gossip. We, we want the stories. We, we want to see other people's lives. Like we want those things. So I think there's like deep down and a lot of people don't realize this, but if you become the media, I'm the media with my own blog. I'm the media of my own podcast. I'm the media with my own Instagram. I have a feature account called Wild Elopements. I am the media. I feature other people. I don't get featured. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And I love this. I have changed the way that I do my own blogging. And since I turn myself into the media, meaning that I'm constantly providing value to my audience, not just like showcasing beautiful photos. <laughs> Obviously the traffic to my account has changed and, you know, I'm putting myself as people say, as the expert, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm not only being the wedding photographer, I'm the connector to like other vendors, other venues, what's trendy in wedding photography. Even after we spoke, um, on your podcast a couple of weeks ago, and we, you know, we joke about velvet suits. Since then, mm-hmm. I have been actually obsessed with velvet suits. And now I've been posting a lot of like fashion tips for velvet suits because I want my couples to jump on that wagon because that's what I want to photograph. So I actually have yeah. like people DM me like, hey, did you see so-and-so wearing this velvet suit? So little that. by little, I start growing kind of like that aspect of my business also. That is not only wedding photography, but also kind of like, hey, this is the new fashion trend that I would love for you to follow. Can I give you a cool little example of wedding Please. photography stuff? So, you know, like you always hear people complaining about things, but we, we forget that when we're in the media and we, we can control a lot of things, including trends. And so one of the things in Melbourne, when I first started in 2013, every photographer, anyone in Melbourne know, like that's been around for a while knows this, right? We, we don't have weddings in winter. Like we just don't, there is no weddings. And I was thinking, I was like, Jesus, weird how I have to travel North or I have to go to Northern hemisphere so like, why don't we have weddings in winter? Sure, we have shorter days and sure it's cold, but it's beautiful, right? And so what I realized is it's because no one's really doing it. And if I'm the media, I need to start showing it. So I started doing these campaigns where I was like, you need to get married in winter in Melbourne. Check this out. And I'd show some foggy photos. I'd show some cool locations. And I'd always say, you, this is what you get in winter. The only time you can get photos like this where it's soft light and it's, it's like rich greens and things like that. And what happened is after doing that for about two years, I created a trend where it's trendy to get married in winter in Melbourne. And that all just came from that and from that work. And it all of a sudden it boomed an industry at, at a time that it never boomed. And guess what? Every, every year since then, I think I've even had more winter weddings than I've had summer weddings, which to me, I love winter weddings. So don't underestimate what you can do when you are the media. You can always create something, create a new trend, share a trend uh, and plant that seed because guess where all trends come from? Comes from the media. I love that. And as you say, it's like, it's like, it becomes what we spoke at the beginning is like play, right? It's like, I'm having fun. Let's see where this goes. And I think one thing that is important to point out here is like, you said that after about two years of like talking about winter weddings is when you start seeing like a lot of momentum. Do you feel like a lot of people, when they start doing marketing, <laughs> they quit before even they get the ball <laughs> going? Oh, absolutely. Like, 
look, it's not hard to be, I, I hate saying this. It's, it's not, it's not hard to be successful because <laughs> most people are not successful because they just won't put in the sweat equity. And honestly, like to have the success other people won't have, you just need to put in the work that they won't put in. And most people put in bare minimum. So when they're thinking, when I'm saying they're going like, I'm thinking two year plan of like creating winter weddings, other people are thinking, I just did three Instagram posts and nothing happened. It doesn't work, right? And so I think for me, I can always dominate even my competition because I know deep down I can outwork my competition. What's the word uh, for like working out when you can like surpass everybody else? Oh, I, I don't know actually. Clearly I don't work out, so I don't know the word, but it's like, it's, it's like a word that you have more like stamina, stamina? Am I saying that correctly? Okay, oh, yeah. Anyway. Okay. Yes. 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 Stamina. Yeah. So that's pretty much what you need in business. You need to have stamina to like pretty much outrun everybody else. That in all reality, what I see within my own community and, you know, in Facebook groups is like, I see that people quit even before they even had a chance to get started. Of course. Hey, well, look, I'd love to, like, I was mentoring someone. Here's a really cool story. I was mentoring a friend of mine and he was a celebrant and he was like, Jai, you've run so many workshops. I would love to do some mentoring with you and um, learn how to do some workshops. And I was like, yeah, let's do it, man. He's a friend of mine. Right. So he came over and we sort of puzzled the whole thing out. I was like, here's the blueprint. This is what you got to do. Um, this is how much that you'll be selling the workshop for. Like, it's going to be awesome. So he, a couple of weeks later, he went out and released this workshop. And I think he was charging maybe maybe a thousand dollars for this workshop, right? And he sold he wanted to sell 15 tickets and he sold five tickets in the first week. And I was like, that's incredible. What he told me after that is, yeah, I refunded him all the money and, and I gave up. I, I can't believe I failed. And I was like, so you launched this thing, only five people booked a ticket in the first week, and you considered that a failure. And what people don't realize is you know, the first workshop that I ran, it cost me $5,000 because my costs were higher than the people that actually came. Like it's, I've done so many things where I'm like, man, when I first started out, I like, if I was getting paid $5,000 to do the workshop, even if one person showed up, I'm the type of person that I would still do the workshop for the one person. Because I'm like, this is someone that believes in me. And, and this is long-term. I'm planting a seed. I'm going to get a good review. I'm going to get a good client here. I'm going to look after that client. And hey, I always just working on one person. I'm not trying to work on everybody. And so from there, it's two people. Then it's three people. Then it's four people. And then six years later, this guy's asking me how to do it. But because he's not getting the success that I, am, I have like seven years later, eight years later, he's not willing to even put in the work for the first one. And that's most people. You think that blows my mind. Of, you think that's a lot of ego actually going into things like that, that we are like, oh, I only booked five people and I wanted 15. So that's not good enough for me. So I'm just going to quit. I, I think it could be ego. I, I do believe that a lot of people don't like to be vulnerable and show people that they failed. Mm -hmm. And if so, if something like that's a failure, then they just don't like to share it. So a good example is um, like I fail all the time, man. I, it's just like... <laughs> you know, every, every third step is a failure, <laughs> you know? So it's like, like with my last summit, like we wanted to get 10,000 people and we got 4,000 people, 4,000. The costs were astronomical. The event cost me so much money. This is only a few months ago. It cost me tens of thousands of dollars out of my own pocket. Right. And I openly share that with everybody because I'm like, man, it doesn't matter what level you're at. You've got to be willing to show people that stuff because things don't just keep working out. But the reason why I will succeed and I will succeed on the next one is because I'll continue to do it 
and I'll do it again and I'll do it again and I'll do it again until I'm successful, right? Because other people failed, but I don't believe in failure because life is a continuum and I'll continue to show up and show up and show up until I get those results that I wanted. Like, well, you know this, like you, you have famous inventors like Thomas Edison, for instance, mm-hmm. he's like, Hey man, like it, it took me thousands of times to make a light bulb. I didn't fail thousands of times. It just took me that many times until I succeeded. Right. And so you see the people that succeed so big in life. It's not because they just want, you know, there was a big event and they're just, you know, it was they something, didn't wake up one some, day to some marketing, you know, there was, there was some marketing trick that they learned on the podcast. Oh fuck, that's it. Jai. Like I did it. You know, it's never like that, man. It's like, if you're not, if you're just stepping, 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 then you're going to get somewhere. I like that you are open about, and I'm doing air quotes here saying, I fail. I had 4,000 people and I failed. That's a freaking concert. Like you fill out. It was still the second biggest (laughs) workshop in the world. Like it, I mean, that's the thing you got to, it's everyone has their own, uh, (laughs) their own floor and their own ceiling and their own expectations of themselves. And, and I, I set expectations for myself so high that like failure is there all the time. And my failure is someone else's biggest win in their life. You know what I mean? So it's funny. And that's how I grow. And that's how I get, it makes things as big as I do, because I believe that like, I want to go for the impossible and to go for the impossible. It doesn't matter if it's marketing, doesn't matter what it is. Like that, that's just me. And that's my personality. And that's why I'm able to do something so big that people would see it as such a success. And I still see it as a nah, man, because it's not my potential. I can do more. But good that you're open to like, say like, Hey, this didn't work out as I wanted, but it's still lesson learned. I keep on moving, which I think is what a lot of people, as we mentioned already, is what a lot of people lack. So going back to this, you know, again, we talk about play, we talk about doing things that we love. Uh, We talk about, you know, a little bit of social media, things like that. When, let's say that I know nothing about marketing, right? That I come to you in a private one-on-one and I say, Jai, I really want my photography business to succeed. And I'm super overwhelmed because there is 10 people (laughs) telling me 10 different things. I'm I'm supposed to do reels. I'm supposed to do TikToks. I'm supposed to be dancing. I don't know where to go. I don't know. It makes me happy. Help me out. All right, let's do this. So let's get some success for you in five minutes. Okay, um, well, I love role playing. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the first things is I want you to identify obvious, obviously who you're trying to market towards. <laughs> what I also want you to, to identify is like who is in your space. So who's in Miami right now? Other wedding photographers that are similar to you charge around about the same and I want you to have a look around at them. Now, what most people do is they go, okay, so I found this one photographer and they got 60,000 followers on Instagram. Like, damn, market's saturated and she's already dominated. So what we look at is we look at what they're doing, but what we need to look at is what they're not doing. And so you know this, right? I know right now I literally look around and I I can dominate a whole town if I wanted to. And I do this for my clients all the time. I get my clients to dominate a whole town because I go, let's just jump on Google for five minutes and have a look around. So we'll Google up who's who's on the first top five pages. Then I look through and I look through their social media and I look through how many videos show up on YouTube. How many, what what shows up on Pinterest? What shows up on um, Instagram? What shows up on TikTok? What shows up on the hashtags? And when you look through those things, you'll start noticing that like, oh my God, actually there is no videos on YouTube about wedding photographers in Miami. And there isn't really any actual blog post talking about how much a photographer should be in Miami and uh, what, what's the best locations to, to get married in Miami and things like that. So you start looking around and you're like, actually, 
this person spent all their time making TikTok and Instagram reels. So they got 60,000 followers. That's awesome. But they've dropped the ball and they're not actually on, the, on Google at all. And they're actually not in any venues. They're not on YouTube. They're not on Pinterest. Now that I think about it, they're actually, if Instagram went down, they've lost their business. Now I think about it. So when I look at that, I'll start looking for opportunities. Then I'm like, oh my God, there is no feature accounts in my town. There is no, maybe there is no wedding blog magazine in my town. Like maybe there's, maybe there is no, there's no one dominating YouTube in my town. Like, you know, there's something, right? And when you find that, you've got a whole stream to yourself. And then that's when you can dominate and become the media and you can stand out, make everyone else relevant because you're creating content to fill the gaps that other people are not creating instead of competing with what everyone else is doing and adding to the noise that they're competing with other people to do. Does that make sense? It makes absolute sense. And I'm getting all excited about this. And I also, you know, I also like, I feel myself getting super excited about this and getting tons of ideas. And this is what I see a lot of people feel. You get all these ideas, you get all like your, mm-hmm. my brain is like shooting like happy emotions to me. And then I see at all the work that now I have to put on. And I think this is again, why people stay doing exactly what everybody <laughs> is doing, because it is easier just to upload a photo into, you know, Instagram and do, mm. you know, do five hashtags than actually okay. create content for, let's say YouTube. Right. And I okay, think that's so, where people... So- Absolutely. And so what people don't realize is the harder the entry point to what you need to create, the less competition every time. So when I said before, if you're willing to do the things that other people are not willing to do, you'll get the success that other people don't have. And so with that in mind, if you want to outwork people, I don't mind looking around going, oh, there's no blog posts, there's no YouTube videos. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make a slideshow. I'm going to send it to Upwork and get some animations on it. I'm going to turn that video, I'm going to put it onto YouTube. I'm going to publish that onto a blog. I'm going to create a tile on the blog that I can pin into Pinterest. And hey, maybe this takes me a whole day. Maybe it takes half a day. I don't know. While someone else is doing a post, yeah, they spend five minutes doing the post. I spend half a day. But the competition and the entry point is so much higher. Oh, sorry. The entry point is so much higher. So the competition is so much lower. So I know we're going to make a bigger impact with what I'm doing. Now I do this all the time. Like for instance, like I have a wedding photography summit, right? And we thought so many people were going to copy us, but guess what? You have to work hard (laughs) and you have to invest a lot and you have to put in a lot of time. So what happens? Well, entry is, oh my God, that's just too much work. So what happens? I dominate. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Love this. (laughs) We, uh, I mean, so many great ideas. And I think at the end of the day, if, what people can get out of this episode is it doesn't matter what marketing strategy you do. The first thing that you need to work in is your mindset and you need to prepare yourself. I, I, I feel like even though I have never run a mile in my life, I feel like business is like a marathon, right? You train for it. You just don't show up the day of the marathon and try to run 25 miles. You work on your diet, you go to the gym, you lift weights, you do, you know, walking and biking and a bunch of things just to train your body for the day of the marathon. And I feel, you know, again, analogies in business, people feel like they just wake up the day and they go to the starting line. And then of course they won't be able to finish because they haven't trained. So it's not only about taking beautiful pictures and all that, it's about training your mind for you know, to be resilient, training to your mind to see where are opportunities, seeing things in a different way. And I think that's why I appreciate uh, you because you not only focus on photography, right? Like your last summit, you talked with like Gary Vee, 
he's like a huge person in marketing. I don't think that he knows anything about wedding photography, but he added so much value about the topic. Mm -hmm. So I think that's always interesting. All right. So now let's get into stage two. So, so stage one, the first five minutes, and we know this, we've already found our client avatar. Then what we've done is we did, we did a day's worth of work and we started identifying what people are not doing. And just some quick little hacks here. Hey, just Google something like wedding photographer, Miami, and then have a look at what the suggestions are that other people are Googling. Then Google those and see if there's any good first page of Google worthy blog posts or check out on YouTube or check out on Pinterest, look around for those things. Hey, if there's nothing, and if you know you can create better content, then you've just found yourself a little secret spot on it, you know, right there. And then, so the next thing we want to do, going back to your analogy of running a mile and going to the gym, is now we need to do the reps. Now, a lot of people identify something, create one thing, and then they're done. Yeah. Hey, and I can tell you right now, there's not one piece of content, one piece of marketing I've ever done that's ever got me some crazy results that I'm like, oh my God, this is crazy, right? There actually is one thing and I'm going to share it afterwards, but it was just like something that was like, you know, it just didn't make sense. So now what you need to do, and you hear this all the time on podcasts, all the experts are always saying it, like consistency and frequency is so important. So now what you need to do is you need to make yourself a plan. And I want you guys to put this in your calendar because this is not something that you're just going to sporadically do. I want you to put in the calendar. Maybe on Fridays, you're going to, and I said this before, it, it, marketing is worth doing right. So I want you to put this in the calendar. Fridays, you're going to start. Let's just say you're going to do that blog post. With that blog post, you're going to put it and repurpose onto YouTube. Maybe you can talk it through and read it out and you're going to make audio and you can put in a podcast. And then from there, you're going to like pin it on Pinterest as well. So maybe now, and then you're going to share it on Instagram. And then maybe because it's a, it's a video that you made for YouTube, you can also cut it down and put it into an IGTV. And then we're going to cut it down to something really small. We can make it into a reel. So now we've got six pieces of content from the one piece of content that we're going to do on Friday, which is all impactful stuff. Now here's where the reps come in. Now I want you to do this for 12 months every single Friday. So get into that damn calendar and don't skip a Friday. Do not skip the rep, right? It's like going to the gym. Like You cannot skip. So when I started my podcast, the hardest thing, it wasn't starting a podcast. It wasn't getting big name speakers. It wasn't anything else but the fact that I was like, holy shit, I have to show up every single week at the same time every single week, doesn't matter if it's Christmas, doesn't matter if it's my birthday, for years. And so I have for two years now, not one week has gone past where I haven't published my podcast on time. And that's been stressful because, I mean, there's been times when I'm traveling. There's been times when I just couldn't get anyone. I had to make something up and it was just a quick episode or something. But I showed up for my people over and over and over. And guess what? When I first started, no one listened. And now it's one of the probably one of the most downloaded podcasts in our space. And so how did that happen? It's because I kept showing up for the people that kept showing up for me. So I want you to do that. Fridays, Mondays, Tuesdays, whatever day it is, one day content, put it in there. And I said, uh, to follow up, what are you doing? Write it down. Like I have my own calendar. I know the days, like I know on Tuesdays, I have to always release a podcast, you know, sticking to the topic of podcast. And I know on Monday, when I take a look at my calendar and if I don't have something, I know that Monday I have to work it out. I have, I made a commitment. And as you said, I'm not skipping a rep. 
And I think that's, again, once again, this is where a lot of people give up because it is easy sometimes to be like, I'm tired. I don't want to do it. Or I don't feel inspired. I don't want to do it. And, or sometimes we even think like, oh, it has to be a fantastic content. And I do believe that you Mm. always have to provide value, but not every single piece of content that you create is going to be, it's going to be your best. It's not, it's impossible. (laughs) And having those expectations, maybe sometimes it's what hold you back because we want to do always perfect and that is unrealistic. You cannot always perform at your best. You should try, but it's always impossible to be a 10. Yeah, and, and I think what I do with that is a lot of people try and strive for their best, which is totally fine and perfectionism and stuff. But what I say is like, even if you make a piece of content that's not your best, hey man, now get to work and bury it with next week's content. Mm. And then the week after, and that's what I do. I just, oh man, that's not the best podcast I've ever done. Shit, well, I better get in there and make a better one then to make sure I outdo that one so everyone's not listening to that one and listen to my (laughs) new one. And so remember, you're not going to get to that stage though until you make the one that's not that great. And you have to keep building on it and keep building on it because after a while, just like myself talking on this podcast right now, I get better at it. Even though I'm terrible at speaking, I have you know, trouble with my accent speaking. Sometimes I can't pronounce names. Um, I couldn't read and write until I was 20 years old. I didn't go to school. I didn't do these things. I'm, I'm an introvert. I'm nervous speaking in front of people. Look at me now. I'm sitting here talking to you so comfortably. If this was my first podcast interview, man, this would be just like a train wreck. But guess what? I crashed that train already and I did it over and over and over. And that's what you got to go and do. I love this. It's like so many like mic drop moments in here. And I mean, again. Oh, this is the best podcast episode you've ever released. This is, it is. It is. You know, <laughs> we're going to take it, you know, as you said, shoot for the stars and land, you know, in the moon or whatever the saying goes. Uh, but it is fantastic. And it is, I think that what, when people ask me about like, oh, Carolina, tell me a good strategy about marketing and things like that. As you mentioned at the beginning, I can, you know, I can show you step by step how to do something. And at the end of the day, is your energy, is your attitude, is your mindset, and mm-hmm. is your resilient. Because again, I can show you how to post a good pin, but if you only post one, you're not going to get momentum. And in marketing, we do need momentum. So for all of you listening today, get inspired, take action. get pumped, but take action. Doesn't have to be perfect, as we already mentioned, but at get started. And as you mentioned, like I have these on my, I've been releasing podcast episodes for three years. and. I mark every single thing on my calendar, even if I don't know what the content is going to be. Like I know that on Tuesdays I have to post on Instagram. I don't know what I'm going to post, but I know that it's right on my calendar and I have trained my brain to know that that day I have to show up for my audience because I do believe that consistency is super important in, in everything, not only in marketing, but like in every single aspect of your life, you need to be consistent. I agree. I completely agree. And, and I think, like I keep saying this, marketing's worth doing, right? Too many people throughout the last like five years when I'm when I'm teaching people, they say, Jai, I'm so busy. I don't have time to post on Instagram. I don't have time to do a blog post and stuff. And I'm like, man, you're telling me you don't have time for your business. But what I'm hearing is like, these things are high value tasks. You can outsource other things, but your marketing, bringing in new clients. Hey man, don't be working on your client experience if you've got no clients coming in, mm-hmm. right? Like we always working on the wrong thing. Like work on your client experience. Like Think about like McDonald's. Are they working on their client experience? Sure. Their client experience is great, but they're working on getting in more clients so then they can optimize and see what that experience is going to be. And we're always working on the wrong target. So I think get out there, take that action and do it right. Back to this question again. Do you think that we overfocus in working on the wrong things just because we are afraid or 
tired or maybe scared Absolutely. of you know, doing the other thing? To be honest, and, and this is like deep down, we're scared of success and we don't want it. And as creative entrepreneurs, we we feel so guilty around success. And so what we do is unknown to us sometimes. What we do is we put everything in the way of success, everything in the way. Don't have a logo, don't have a website, haven't got a perfect price guide, haven't made a blog post, haven't done. That's why I'm not successful. That's why I'm not successful. So the energy we put into justifying why we're not taking action and getting the success that other people don't have, we put into, um, we should be putting into actually going and taking action and doing those things. So I think deep down, I think there's so many people right now that are scared of it. And if anyone's seen the documentary that I made, and we could probably link it below, like Absolutely, um, the, yes. the Jack Short documentary. Look, I started a business in five days with $2,000 and I booked about $30,000 worth of work from that. And it was just me going undercover. I had to go out, make a business in, that was actually in lockdown as well. And, and it was just the hardest thing you could ever do, right? There but is- the thing was... I didn't wait for my po- like for an Instagram account or for a website or I didn't wait for a logo and I didn't wait for anything actually. I just went out there and got clients. And so many people were like, "Oh, I'll, like I'll work on the I'll work on my branding." It's like if you haven't got clients yet, don't worry about the branding. Get the branding later. Go get the client first. A hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. We <laughs> hyper focus on things that make no sense. And there is this quote that I love that I'm going to read it here. It says, your competition isn't other people. Your competition is your procrastination, your ego, the knowledge you neglect, and the negative behavior you're nurturing. Compete against that. James Wetmore. So there you have it. Get to work, people. Okay. I want to share, just before you kick me out, I want to share that story where I did do one thing and I booked a lot of work from it. Now, tell me. Love it. Yes. And so when I first started my wedding photography career, I actually grew all my following on Instagram really quick. But truth be told, and people from the outside are like, yeah, Jai's so busy. He's so booked out because he's got a big Instagram following. So everyone seen that and they were trying to get Instagram followers because they're like, that's the key to success, right? But I was never using it for marketing. I was always just using that for a client experience and for a portfolio. So I knew my presence there was important. Um, I knew how to grow followers because I'm good at marketing, but I didn't actually use it to gain new clients, funny enough. And I still don't actually. But I remember this one time I was thinking about it, like where are my clients and where aren't my competition? And so I would always drive out to all the venues and I'll just on weekends when I wasn't busy and I'll just shake hands. I'll go around, look at things, take some photos, meet the venue owners and stuff like that. Um, and I was, I'm always out and about just trying to find my clients. And so this one day I went to this wedding venue and I seen this lineup outside of the office door. And I was like, what the hell is this? And I was like, maybe there's an event going on or something. So I sort of stuck my head in. I had a look around and I talked to one of the staff members and I was like, what's happening here? And they said, oh, this is um, the lineup, everyone coming in to get details for the wedding venue to potentially book the venue. They all come in on Saturdays at 12 o'clock. They only have one opening per week, right? And I was like, you're kidding me. All these people lined up right here. They're, they were all looking to book their wedding. So these are all my perfect clients. This is a beautiful venue. I know this venue that they would pay my price. I know that these clients would pay my price. So um, I, I waited around for about an hour. And then afterwards, finally, the, the manager there, she was just sitting in the office by herself. And I walked in there and I was like, hey, I want to introduce myself. And I looked around and I seen this old wedding album from the 90s, so old. And so many people, thousands of people have looked through it. And I was like, Jesus, I was like, is everybody looking at this? And she's like, yeah, everyone looks at this. I'm like, does that photographer shoot here every weekend? She's like, yeah, but basically every weekend. And I was like, look, what about 
I'm going to go and create you a brand new album. These things cost me about a thousand dollars. I want to make you this album. I'm going to drive it out here. I'm going to put it here. Like, would you show off my album? She's like, yeah, absolutely. That'd be amazing. Sweet. I jumped in my car and I drove back to Melbourne. This is about an hour, hour out of town. Got onto um, creating an album and I created an album straight away. I got an express post and I drove straight back out there for the next weekend and I put it there and it was so beautiful next to this old album. And then I waited to 12 o'clock and I stood out the front and I watched everybody walk through on that line and they're all looking through my album and they couldn't believe it. They're taking screenshots, they're taking photos, they're taking down my details. And guess what? That one album, I think over the next couple of months, booked me about $100,000 worth of work. And I knew while everyone else was like, oh, need to get more posts on Instagram. That's what Jai's doing. That's why it's so successful. I was like, man, while you guys are battling in the trenches to try and compete with everybody else, I've got stream income coming in just from that one thing and I could not believe it. And so like, I want to share this story because there's always a place where no one else is. And if you're the only person, you are the standout. And for marketing when we do a full circle you want to stand out you don't want to fit in oh i love this so good i love i love success stories makes me happy (laughs) oh man i was i was so happy with that i'm sure like (laughs) and and you know as you said like you're standing out you're giving people something that they love that they're inspired so win-win for everybody jay you would talk about several you know for a couple of minutes about the wedding summit you mentioned that you have done it a couple of times i uh Mm -hmm. what like i I attended um, the latest one. Tell us about the one that is upcoming. Oh man, like we, so we're just sort of reinventing a lot of things. We have mm-hmm. the Wedding Photography Summit coming up. I have a new lineup of people, which is really cool. I've got a new tier. I've got front row seats now, which I didn't have before. And we're doing something a little bit crazy. I don't know when this is going to come out. I don't know if I should mention it, but hey, let's just mention it to your, oh, to okay. your audience. Breaking news. Um, Breaking news. So, so a ticket to this is $7. And so what we've done is we actually went out and we designed up this really cool hardcover journal just for this summit. And it's a beautiful goal setting journal, has affirmations and it has like daily tasks and it's got quotes and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and we're getting these things made up. So they retail about $65. And so I think the first thousand people are getting those free um, with free shipping with a $7 ticket or the VIP $47 ticket. And it's a logistical nightmare on our behalf. It's going to cost us so much money. But man, like the thing is for us is we always want to bring so much value, like tremendous amounts of value where like it's someone else's workshop, it doesn't even compare to what we're doing because like I want to push and I want to see what we can do. And I want to see, I want to bring some joy to people, you know? And I think over the last like two years, we started the summit because people stopped conferences, they stopped workshops, people really suffered, they were by themselves. And I think, you know this, in 2022 in America alone, there's going to be so many weddings. And so for me right now, this is the perfect storm because I'm like, there's so many people that are coming out of hibernation and they need to be in the position to be just to get that motivation so they can be in this room and so they can feel like they're a part of a community, part of an industry that supports them. Like that we're not competition, we're all friends. And I think, to be honest, like it's exactly what we need. So I'm hoping a lot of people show up. I am working my tail off to make this incredible. You know, I'm I'm not feeling entitled. I'm not feeling like people should just show up for the sake of it. I'm making sure that we we put our hearts into it. And I think, to be honest, and, and I, I just I just don't think enough people do that with you know with their products with with their workshops with with whatever it is like it's always like it's in the favor of course of the speakers and stuff from you know for most things but for us like we make sure like all the speakers are paid we make sure 
that everyone's walking away where they're just like, holy shit, I don't even know how we just got so much for so little. And that that just sort of makes me, it brings me joy. So it's selfish. <laughs> as, as a viewer of the last uh, summit, I, I work, like I walk out of it feeling so proud, obviously, of everybody that showed up. The value was really, really good. Uh, it made me feel also like as if I was there, you know, with like mm. a bunch of people, even though I was in my house by myself with my computer. But it, it was it, it was very not only motivational, but it was like a lot of also like a lot of, as you said, value that I was like, oh my God, I definitely need to implement this in my business. So I really, you know, encourage people that perhaps have never attended. It's only $7 for like the entry level. So super, super affordable. And you will get a lot of great content in return. So great content. The speakers I mean, too, yeah, they're, they're turning it up. And I never talk about that because for me, I'm, I'm all about the inspiration and all that kind of stuff. But the speakers are bringing so much next level value content where it's like strategies and it's, it's like life stories of how they made it so big and all that kind of stuff. So it's stuff that you, it re- really does project you and your career in the right direction. And like, you know, this, like education and self-development is, is a continuum. You need mm-hmm. to keep like cutting out, like I make sure like every single week I got space in my calendar where I'm reading a book, I'm listening to a new podcast. Like I'm, I'm like signing up to a course, I'm doing something. And too many of us, we think we've, we've made it. And you know, what, what could this possibly offer me? But the ones that really make it, they're the ones that are always open and they're always learning. And you need to be the student just as I am. And just as you are, like, it's so, so important. Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, once again, you have to kick the ego to the side. There is still so much to learn. And again, these platforms are the perfect opportunity to show up. It's really, you have nothing to lose because you don't even have to lose your house. It's not like, oh, I have to travel and what would happen? Nothing. You just <laughs> turn on your computer, watch a bunch of amazing people deliver value, learn a bunch of oh, stuff. Yeah. Also, I love the community because we had like the clubhouse going on. So we were like mm-hmm. chatting between the speakers. It was really, really fun. So I'm really looking forward to this next one. Do we have dates? For the next, so so it's on the twenty second and twenty third of November. That's the actual days that we stream in live. Yep. Where could people get information? Get on the list. Tell me. Yeah. If, well, if you get over to weddingphotographysummit.com, and here's the key. So we do have those albums going out. They're going to the first thousand people. Um, so it's like we want people to sign up early as possible. So you get those, you get your journals before the actual event and you've got to give us some time because we've got to post them all around the world. So we need a little bit. And right now with COVID, there is like, we've been mm. warned there's delays. So I'm paying for express posts, in fact, but there's still, it's still like a six, seven day delay. So the quicker you get onto it, the more chance you're going to actually get one of those journals. Trust me, you're going to want one. I can, I can always guarantee and promise everything, but I'm over promising right now. I'm, I'm promise you, you want this and get it as quick as possible. Just so it, we have a chance to send it to you. I'm going to be, um, putting up my alarm on my phone so I can, you know, be the first person to sign up Absolutely. Because, because now I want a journal because I do love paper. So now I want my, my, my journal. Jai, thank you so much for sharing like your energy, knowledge, all that information. I'm always, you know, uh, it's always a pleasure to chat with you. So thank you so much for your time. 
Carolina, thank you so much for having me back on the podcast. Like, I hope you invite me back again because I love talking about marketing and I love jamming it with you. And I know you you bring so much value to your audience and stuff. And I love listening to your podcast. And, you, and um, yeah, just thank you so much. And thank well, you to all the listeners as well. You know, the door is open. I'll be here helping you, you know, get the word out for people to go and attend the wedding summit. Again, once again, I was a student last time. I will be a student this time. And it is really absolutely worth it. So I'm going to put uh, all the links on the notes so people can Yay. easily access and I can't wait to see what you, you know, come up with. Over and out. Thank you, guys. <laughs> <Ready>? <laughs> Bye. <laughs>